we moved back to Wisconsin, it was really a choice. We could have gone anywhere we wanted to. But I always remember growing up in Stevens Point that Appleton was the place to go to for shopping, entertainment, like going out, like the whole thing. That that road trip back and forth always made an impression in me. When my husband decided to Welcome to Voices from the Valley, a podcast of the Community Foundation for the Fox Valley Region. I'm Amy Spreeman. That audio you just heard was from a brand new local podcast called The Appleton Engaged Podcast. It is produced by the City of Appleton and it's one of many podcasts created locally here in the Fox Valley. Today we're doing an entire podcast episode about podcasts. Why do people like them so much? And how are organizations using this audio platform to tell their stories in a whole new way? And what do you need to do to start your own podcast? Well, it's easier than you might think. Joining me in the co-host chair today is Tammy Geenan, our Vice President of Community Engagement. Welcome back, Tammy. Hi, Amy. Hello. And also joining us is the co-host of Appleton Engaged, podcaster Timber Smith. Hello, Timber. Hello. Thanks for joining us. Timber, why don't you introduce yourself and tell us why the city of Appleton decided to create this podcast and what your hopes were for it? Uh, Well, I'm Timber Smith, and I'm the DEI coordinator for the city of Appleton, and I'm also a special assistant to the mayor. Um, The hope of creating Appleton Engaged is to connect our community with the many amazing resources that we have available. Uh, often people say, well, I wish we had one of those, and we actually usually do have one of those. And I thought this would be a great way to connect everyone and, and help people find a way to get engaged with our community. It's been so interesting to see how podcasting both locally and beyond has really grown. And I was surprised to find that there are over 5 million podcasts in the world. So you can pretty much find any kind of podcast about almost any topic that might be of interest. Um, some of them that are really popular are science and, and crime mysteries, but you can also find things about um, celebrity interviews, genius gardening, again, just about anything. So it's it's wonderful to think about the world of podcasts that's out there and really just trying to find your own way to research and connect with things that might be of interest to you or things that you haven't thought about before. Or you might say, oh, I didn't know there was a podcast for that. (laughs) So it seems like there, there really is. And it's just a matter of trying to figure out what you might like. And I know for me personally, I think I gravitate more toward some leadership development and um, some strategy work. So I know I love the Harvard Business Review Idea Podcast from that perspective. Um, I'm also a huge public radio fan. So um, I love um, National Public Radio's Life Kit Podcast. Oh, yes. Because yes. it's, I don't know, it's, it's just a wide range of all kinds of practical advice that you can use in everyday life, some great life hacks. Um, um, as well. So that's one of my favorites. And then Wisconsin Public Radio's, um, to the best of our knowledge, oh, yeah. is also another one that I really like. Just I'm I'm such a curious learner. So I'm always saying, ooh, this topic sounds interesting. This topic sounds interesting. And um, <laughs> so I can very easily become consumed with going down the rabbit hole <laughs> of, of a wide range of, of learning topics. Yeah. Timber, how about you? Um I'm with you. I have grown to appreciate 
um, the platform of podcasting so much um, versus like listening to the radio where I don't have a choice in what I'm listening to and to be able to pick the content. Um, it's all I listen to while I drive now. Um, it makes driving so enjoyable. My favorites, A, I would love to give a shout out to NPR. They put out great podcast. Everything they put out is amazing. Um, I love self-help podcast and interview style, um, comedy when available and things with narratives. Uh, some of my favorites are the mentor mindset, um, the secret to success, uh, buried truths, which that one has been amazingly powerful and it deals with the history of the South and those who committed crimes and were never brought to justice. And they tell the stories and they find the people. It's an amazing podcast. Um, and last but not least, uh, Roy Wood Jr.'s uh, job fair, which is just hilarious. <laughs> I've never heard of that one. We're gonna, oh. you, You've just expanded our show notes. We're going to have to include uh, links to all of them. I'm a little bit different. I'm, I'm kind of a, a farm slash homesteading nerd. So um, I really like podcasts about what grows. So especially up here in Wisconsin, so I really like foraging lately. Um, you know, what, what is that plant? You know, here's here's a leaf snap at, app that can tell me what the plant is, but can I eat this? Can I brew it in a tea? And what does it do for my body? You know, so all sorts of things like that. I just love any kind of, you know, animals. I have chickens at home. So if there's a chicken podcast, I'm all over that. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there's so, I mean, you can think Think of just about any topic, and somebody's done a podcast about it. Uh, but Timber, you also have your own podcast. It's called The Kosh. Uh, that is for uh, short for Oshkosh. Tell us a little bit about that one. Um, well, our tagline is The Kosh is a podcast that spotlights people who've had an association with the Kosh or the surrounding Fox Cities area. Uh, what it really is, is it's almost the opposite of what Appleton Engaged is and where Appleton Engaged is focused on organizations and then the people who they serve and associated with. The Kosh is focused on the people and what do they do in the community? And I like to think of it as tearing down silos. We often don't know our neighbors, um, not well anyway. And what do they really do? And how do they engage our community? What do they do for our communities? Um, there's so many people that do so many amazing things. And you may live next to them for 20 years and know nothing about them. So this is my way of um, sharing each other's stories with each other. That's learning about your neighbor. Yeah. Well, and I, I think what that st kind of storytelling can do and just sharing individuals' experiences is to help us all remember how there is so much common among us as humans. Um, and when you can get into that personal connection in some ways, I think that just helps to create more belonging and greater trust and, and connection. And so I really appreciate that about using podcasts as the tool or the vehicle um, to do that and bring some of those, um, those stories and pieces of, I think, common humanity more to the surface um, in the, in the community. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I think too that um, you know when you hear the voices of people you don't normally associate with in your everyday life, you you begin to expand your learning about, like you said, Tammy, about the common humanity that we all have, um, and and that's something that you don't get by listening to radio or television or you know sitting on your couch playing playing games. You just don't learn that sort of thing. We need to know each other. Uh, that's what brings us together in a, in a world when we're so divided. Right. And um, I mean, we've had our guests have had such amazing topics such as imposter syndrome and volunteerism mm-hmm. and leading locally and allyship. Um, and these are your neighbors who are experts in this or their experiences from it. And you hear it firsthand. There have been so many amazing connections made through the podcast, uh, from what I like to call them now alumni, the Kosh alumni, um, meeting even each other from listening to each other's, uh, episodes and then connecting to do something in the community. I think that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I, I'm thinking a little bit to the vision for this Voices of the Valley podcast, which was starting to take take shape during the COVID-19 pandemic. And as we were thinking about, okay, what could this podcast be? And we said, okay, let's, let's focus on local voices, kind of like you were just talking about with, with the Kosh Timber. And, you know, how can we lift up those voices that typically are not heard in the community and to share, um, kind of what people experience every day that sometimes just either goes unnoticed or just isn't heard and to begin to share those experiences as part of learning and creating a different narrative shift, I guess, in what maybe is believed to be true um, about um, whether it's a specific community issue or um, whatever that that might be. And again, just to bridge that understanding of um, what everyone is going through um, at different times in the in the community. So it's been, um, I think, really um, inspiring to see how the evolution of even this podcast um, has come about and just some of the feedback that we've, we've started to, um, to receive from, from people in the community. Yeah. And one of the things that uh, we wanted to emphasize right away was it's not about us. It's not about Mm -hmm. the community foundation. So we can go and interview, you know, leaders, um, CEOs, executive directors, and and we have done that, but we want to get down to the people who are living the lived experiences. And so except for our very first podcast, which actually was about us because it was called Our Story, because people don't know who we are a a lot of times and they're like, what's a community foundation do? So we went back and we talked to um, people historically who founded us uh, back in 1986. It's fascinating. And uh, it's actually one of our more uh, frequently played episodes. But after that, we decided, okay, okay, it's not about us anymore. Now it's about the community. And and how can we lift up those voices? I think that I think audiences, particularly our local audience, are so interested in hearing it. They want to know more about their community and who's doing this amazing work within it. And how can they be part of it? Mm-hmm. I would agree. I would agree. It's a, I think a, a, a really interesting moment in time. Um, and maybe coming out of the pandemic and the shared experience that 
everyone had and was just sort of forced into um, in that moment. Everyone's experiences throughout the pandemic were different, but I think trying to understand coming out of the pandemic, you know, what have we learned, um, listening differently, maybe um, within the community, lifting up different voices, you know, can help the community really determine, okay, how do we want to continue moving forward in ways I, I often will talk about? How do we preserve the the best things that came out of the pandemic, um, even though it was an extraordinarily difficult, um, challenging time in our community for so many? You know, how do we take those bits of bright pieces and not lose that? And how does that how does that carry forward in the community? And so I love um, the idea of continuing to just listen and lift up voices um, as we go. Yeah, we don't want to be so issue oriented, even though we do cover the issues that impact our communities, like um, housing, rent disparities, and that kind of thing. Um, you know, pe- people who've um, had uh, health disparities, maternal, uh, you know, differences in the way people are treated based on uh, their skin color, economic uh, position in life. We don't want to just say, here's the problem, here's the problem, here's the problem. We want to say, here's what people are doing together to move these issues forward. Forward, because all communities have issues, right? But mm-hmm. but what is our community in particular doing to be the solution? So I love those bright bright thoughts at the end. Yes, and I also think it's it's super important to actually connect them with a voice or with a face, so it becomes relatable. Mm-hmm. It becomes humanized. Um, I find that we as people engage, things become. Um, way more real when we can relate them to individuals and they're not just these overwhelming topics or, or challenges or numbers, or numbers. <laughs> statistics. Sure. And yeah, yeah, absolutely. I agree. Yeah. Well, Timber, uh, is speaking of podcasting, you and I are both members of a group many of our listeners might not have heard of, but after today they will. It's called the Appleton Podcast Co-op. It's a local group of podcasters who are featured on this group's website, uh, which we will share, of course, in our show notes today. And I've put together a sampling of some of those podcasts and their hosts who recently came to the Community Foundation here. We hosted them, gave them some donuts and coffee, and just let them talk about their podcast. Let's take a listen. Might as well just record my testing, one, two, and then Randy. Yes. <laughs> uh, I'm David. I am the co-founder of the Appleton Podcast Co-op. I don't have a, actually have a podcast of my own, but I'm working on it. There's <laughs> working on a murder mystery uh, little soundbite one that'll release Monday, Wednesday, Fridays, but it's in the works. So. <laughs> nice. Very nice. Well, I'm Randy. I've hosted a couple different podcasts. Uh, may have a new podcast coming up where I am uh, working with a friend of mine who is homeless and living in Georgia, and we're going to be doing a podcast just about kind of his life and oh, mm. God. Yeah. the idea, you know, for my end is just to raise awareness. and uh, That's cool. I'm Stacy. I'm uh, Stacy Parrish. I'm an early bird, <laughs> and I really appreciate this yes. perks and pods uh, gathering. I feel like I'm a little bit like everybody here. Um, 
I have a job job. I'm also a podcaster. I'm an artist. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm a voiceover person. And the reason I got into podcasting is because I still have something to say. So I learned the craft. And now what I'm doing with my podcast, it's called Full Spirals. It's about hope and healing through the arts. My first season was about my stories of hope and healing through the arts. My second season was amplifying the voices of women, hope and healing through the arts. And it's funny that you're from the Community Foundation because I'm funding part of my third season through a grant from the Community Foundation, which is, it's a series about the voices of elder women called Sages. So I'm also, and speaking of stories, I'm also working with story catchers to do a series, well, we're going to do a live storytelling event, which will be amplifying the voices of senior women. So great. I'm Kurt Dachin, President and CEO of the Community Foundation for the Fox Valley Region. Our community of caring donors, nonprofits, and volunteers work together to make this a place where all can flourish. Your Community Foundation is a reflection of this spirit. In 2022, more than $40 million in grants were given to nonprofits to drive their missions. I offer my sincere thanks to each of you for your strong support of our community and our unique mission to make it better. Learn more at cffoxvalley.org. We are back with Tammy Geenan and Timber Smith on our podcast episodes all about podcasts. Here are some interesting stats according to a site called EarthWeb, a site that tracks these things. Now, the average person spends seven plus hours per week listening to podcasts. What do you two think of that? Is that about right? I'm not surprised. <laughs> I, w- I guess to see seven hours um, actually mentioned as a, st- a statistic was surprising uh, when you when you think about it. But also, to your point, Timber, not surprised. Right. And just seeing how podcasting is being embraced and, you know, again, even just how many people are listening to podcasts when they're driving exactly. and just yeah. how, how that's evolved. Or, you know, for me, when I need a boost, when I'm cleaning the house, and I'm like, <laughs> sometimes I'll listen to music, but sometimes I'm like, oh, pod- let's catch up on a podcast episode. Um, so could even just be as I'm doing things at home. So, um, so yeah, surprising, but not surprising. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Here's another stat. Podcast listeners will account for 20% of all internet users, which translates into a 242 million listeners across the world. So it's not just here in the States, it's everywhere. And did you know that men tend to listen to podcasts more than women do? That's an interesting thought. That, that surprises me. Mm-hmm. Me too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And at least 33% of people who don't listen to podcasts aren't sure how to get started. And, you know, just to that point, I was talking with a grandmother recently, a lady in her upper 70s, who told me that she'd love to listen to a podcast, but doesn't know where on her computer to find them. So my, my question is, are we doing a good job educating people on what a podcast is and how to listen to one? Mm, <laughs> like most things, I feel like podcasting is still – or podcast is still so new like that it's it's still in the early adopter stage yeah. and people are still learning how to do it. Uh, but I do feel like it's growing so fast, the popularity, that we're we're getting closer to where we hit that point where it's just part of our everyday and part of our norm. But we're not there yet. 
Yes. And I'm assuming that people listening to this podcast would not, would know, you know, what a podcast is, but we can't assume that for the whole population. In fact, when we were doing our uh, case study of, of why we would want to do a podcast here at the Community Foundation, one of the things we talked about, Tammy, was, um, you know, we need to let our board know and our donors know of all age groups what a podcast is. We need to go back to the very basics. That was important, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. And really, um, yeah, really understand. And and creating that rationale yeah. um, for why you know why it makes some sense to invest resources and um, and I know for for me personally and for you as well, Amy as a as um, former um, television journalists and um, seeing how just local news has changed, how people are getting news and information, you know. This has been, you know, on our minds and I know Timber, you as well. And just thinking kind of back to your point too, how are people getting information that they might need, whether it's through the city of Appleton or again, just learning and, and understanding. And so I think, you know, in this, this time of changing the whole journalism landscape, you know, where are there op- uh, opportunities to be able to share information um, uh, of a wide range, whether it's about how to find information about local events to topics of interest to, you know, who are, you know, who are the people or organizations that are doing work in various spaces. I think there's just a great awareness and learning opportunity here. Yeah. I also think it's a great opportunity to get this content out unfiltered. Yeah. Where you get to control the messaging. Um, and it's, and it's very clear, um, Mm -hmm. without it having to be associated with some other platform. Um, and I think that's so powerful. Yeah. People are consuming things differently, their information. And so, you know, we've kind of gone from let's watch the five o'clock news. Not that that's over. It isn't. Um, there's an audience for that, but we went from that to blogs to let's get our news on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram right. too. Exactly. And podcasts are growing. Uh, they really are. They're very different than uh, watching a YouTube video or a vlog log where, you know, you have to sit and actually watch. You can't drive your car. You can't um, mow your lawn, you, you know. Uh, but yeah, people people are really glomming onto, I, I think, this this whole platform. Mm-hmm. And and so, Timber, you made that, that point about being able to, you know, control the message or the focus. Um, so if someone is interested in starting a podcast. And so I'm talking to, you know, two of the best here with you, Timber and, and Amy. And um, I love being on podcasts, but I don't know the first thing about starting a podcast. <laughs> so if if someone listening is saying, hmm, this sounds intriguing, how might I go about getting started? Um, what are your best pieces of advice for how to get started? Uh, what I'm going to say, the best piece of advice is uh, there is amazing YouTube videos out there that are very helpful. <laughs> you can do all uh, things with YouTube. Right? All things with YouTube. Uh, but I, to me, the first thing to start with is the the equipment is important. There's a lot of different ways you can make it really cheaply or easily. But if it doesn't sound good, people aren't going to listen. And that's the number one thing you're going for. So I I do think like making sure you start off with good recording options and good microphones and stuff is like step one to me. 
And I would I would add on to that too that um, you want to make sure that the background ground noise. Uh, it, it's true what they say about the on air light. <laughs> you want to make sure that people aren't talking in the background or your computer isn't dinging or uh, the HVAC in your room isn't hissing and that, things like that. Um, and and even before that, uh, I would one of my things is um, you, you just heard the statistic. There's five million podcasts out there in the world. Don't be intimidated by that. There are so many podcasts that aren't talking to the same people you are talking to. Uh, you have a unique voice and it's time to share it. And anybody, this isn't just for leadership. This isn't just for people who own a business. This is for everyone. Anybody who wants to can share uh, their voice, which will become your legacy. This is something, a permanent recording. And so I would say too, that um, one of the things you need to do is, is ask yourself, why am I doing this? You know, is it for, you know, and there's a difference between between a personal podcast uh, with your own interests and one for your organization. So, you know, you're going to want to research what, what other, you know, we had to do that too. What other community foundations have podcasts? And there, there weren't that many. Um, there were some really good ones and we let our board listen to them. Uh, I believe uh, Philadelphia had an excellent one. I really liked theirs, um, different styles. So yeah. And then who, you, who is your audience? You know, so uh, all these things that we need to consider before we even start turning on the record button, right? Yes. Yeah. And the other um, nice thing too, kind of talking about this evolution of of the popularity of podcasts is even locally, if someone in, uh, might be intrigued by by starting one, but they don't want to invest um, the the time or the money into um, that equipment from the get go. There are some places locally where you can um, find uh, access to some uh, equipment. You can test things out. Uh, one of them is through the Heart of the Valley Chamber of of Commerce. They will let podcasters use their studio equi- equipment. Little Shoot Library is one, and also the Menasha Library has a community studio where they do have some content creation tools like microphones and and things that are available. So that's also kind of a great um, a great interesting um, development in that just creativity and content creation space. Um, you can you can test some things out um, and then decide if you want to I guess go go further down that road <laughs> and invest a little bit more in, in that equipment. Yeah, absolutely. You can start off for free. Yes, mm-hmm. you can. You can start off for free. There's hosting services that will let you publish for free. So it does not take a huge investment to find out if there's an interest or or if you really enjoy podcasting. Um, start from the free aspect and find out if there's truly if it's truly an interest, and then. If it is, then you can expand and look into some of the other options. That'll make your production a little easier and sound a little better. You know, you mentioned hosting. Let's talk about what that is a little bit because people who've never done this before don't, maybe don't know. Uh, you don't have to have a website, but you do need to have, uh, something, someone or some organization to host your podcast. Uh, what are your thoughts on hosting? Well, a hosting service is the place where you upload your audio and then they share it out to the different platforms where people can listen, like Google Podcasts or Apple podcast or Spotify podcast. Uh, 
So you need to have a hosting service where you can upload your content and it's able to get distributed. Yeah. And like you said, there are free ones out there. Um, we use one that is paid, but it's, it's very economical for us. We use Podbean. Um, and it does most of the work for you. You just upload your podcast and they show you how to do it. Um, it'll automatically create a YouTube version of it with just a little graphic, uh, where people, if they want to, you know, have it playing in their car, they can listen via yeah, YouTube. It's really interesting. Who do you use, Timber? We use uh, podcasting uh, for Spotify, okay. and uh, it's free. Uh, and that's why we're using it. No. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. But Excellent. It, it seems to do everything that we needed to do at this time, um, and it does keep some very basic analytics so we can kind of track yeah. uh, our listeners. And that's important, isn't it? The analytics to find out who's listening, where are they listening from, what time of day they listen, you know, so that you can help. Uh, help them get more content. Yes, and or to cater your content around who may be listening. Uh, I'm always very fascinated at um, the the gender ratios of who's listening and the age, um, the age demographics. Those fascinate me. Me too, as well. I know Tammy, you really like statistics and analytics as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can you can learn so much, um, learn so much, and again, just as you both mentioned, how to evolve the content, change it, switch it up, focus on different types of content. So, uh, Well, this one uh, in particular is episode number 43 as we record this. And uh, I've noticed the where. Uh, where are people listening from? And we've got several different countries where what people have downloaded us from the Middle East. Uh, it's really interesting. I, I had no idea that somebody uh, from overseas would want to listen to a story about the Fox Valley. Hmm. So it, it's just, just so, I mean, I think people are searching. Um, I, and I think that's wonderful. You know who have also found listens overseas is sometimes it's our service members, and it's their uh, yes. way to connect to home. Yes. Ah, uh, great point. Yes, great I've ever received emails like that. Oh, that's wonderful. Well, as we head into our final break, here are some more sounds from even more local podcasts. We'll be back in just a moment. You're listening to Milwaukee Mafia, your podcast dose of Wisconsin Mafia and true crime history. No such thing as art. Hello, hello, this is Ross Huff, and welcome to No Such Thing as Art. I'm here with that other entity, Tommy, and uh, we're here actually giving you a live podcast on location at uh, the body shop. It's way cooler than my basement. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) All right, Mile of Music. Mile of Music. Mile 10. So, so what is Mile Music? Quick rundown on, on what Mile Music is. Mile Music is a 100% free festival located in our little town of Appleton, Wisconsin. Start. You're listening to Fox City's Murder and Mayhem, your bi-weekly dose of true crime history in a small rural community of Wisconsin. Welcome to another episode of Stigmas and Open Wounds. This episode is about social anxiety. So a little bit to explain what social anxiety is, ins and outs. I follow this really great group 
on Instagram. It's called A Safe Place in Your Head. And uh, and here's something that's... The Community Foundation for the Fox Valley region launched a podcast, Voices from the Valley. Each episode highlights the many unique facets and challenges of living in our area. You'll hear personal, compelling stories and educational discussions from people of all walks of life. We talk about local big issues and ways to solve them and also celebrate the things that make living here great. Subscribe wherever you get your audio. At the Community Foundation, we can keep your gift and your fund anonymous so you can continue to support causes that matter to you and keep our community flourishing well into the future. The Greater Fox City's Habitat for Humanity Rock the Block recently received a $300,000 anonymous grant from a fund within our Chilton affiliate, making a huge difference for the community and local homeowners. You too can join this effort of quiet generosity that helps our community thrive by setting up a fund that doesn't reveal your identity and allows us to assist you with your charitable wishes. Contact the Community Foundation at cffoxvalley.org. We are wrapping up this episode, and we hope we've inspired you to listen to or even start your own local podcast. Be sure to check out Timber's podcast, The Kosh, and of course, Appleton Engaged. Timber, thanks so much for joining us. This has been great. Thank you so much for having me. And we have quite a few links about podcasting in our show notes for this episode, including some of our favorite podcasts and how you can listen to them. You can find those by going to cffoxvalley.org slash podcasts. From there, you can subscribe and get all of our episodes delivered to you wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next time on Voices from the Valley, a podcast of the Community Foundation for the Fox Valley Region. Mm-hmm.